Nerd talk, dork talk, real talk. The coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. I don't know the meaning of life, but this is what I live for. What up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the old Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. How'd you like it last week? Two episodes. You didn't see that coming, did you? I recorded two, I think, the week before or something, and I was like, yeah, I'll just release them both. Why not? And I don't know, maybe, maybe it's an Asian thing. You know, the stereotype, Asian people can pinch a penny. Not as well as Jews, but we're right up there with them. And being raised by my mother, who was definitely that type of Asian person, she's definitely had a negative impact on my life in regards to to pinching a penny. I guess it serves me now because I'm poor as hell, and you know I don't. I've never lived a lavish lifestyle, so I don't expect to have a life where I have a lot of cool stuff or whatnot. You know, I'm smart with my money, I suppose. Now, well, in general, but. I have noticed I made some stupid decisions because being brought up by my mother, always, like, no matter how much sense it makes to buy something, she's always looking at that price tag. Like, did you have to deal with this growing up? And it's always been, you know, whenever given two options, the pay less option or the pay more option, always the pay less option, even if it doesn't make any sense. Like, for example, it's gotten to the point, like, I'm so affected by it, and I try my darndest to push against, you know, uh, some of the things that woman's ingrained in me, because it's not good stuff. The trace amount of decency in me strictly comes from my father. Like, case in point, I've been affected so much, like, whenever I buy platinum and Warframe, which I need to buy some soon, because I'm down to, like, 30, so they better have a sale soon. I refuse to buy a bunch at full price. But even when I do get to buy platinum on sale, I've done it twice now. I've bought platinum like three times and like large amounts, two to three times. I've done it both times. I'll look at it and be like, ah, oh, it's so much for this much. I'll just go for the second option. I'll just keep buying the thousand platinum option. And one of the times, not 10 minutes later, I'm like, I don't think a thousand is going to be enough. Let me just go buy another thousand. And here's how platinum sales work. The more you buy, the more you save. So had I just ponied up $75 right off the bat, I would have gotten like 3000 But instead, I ended up paying like $70 because I, pay, I bought it twice and end up getting only 2000 So it doesn't make any sense. So I'm making stupid decisions because it's so ingrained in me to always go for the lower price, even if it makes no sense whatsoever. But fortunately, that hasn't bled over to women. It's not like, well, you got two options here. This one you'll never get, this this super babe, this rarefied air super babe. And over here, we got what we call a slump buster. Uh, I'm just going to save up for the rarefied air. Like, guys, well, come on, slump buster. Get your confidence up. I'm like, I don't think it will. Like, I'm not that delusional. Like, there's some people in the world where I'm like, you're dumb and ugly, and your girlfriend is only slightly less unattractive than you are. 
the hell you walking around so arrogant and confident for? If I'm dating like a 3 out of 10, I'm not going to walk around like I'm a big shot. I'm going to probably walk around more ashamed of who and what I am than I am now. And that's a long rope. Like I hate myself to quite an extensive extent, but at least I can, I don't know if I could like stick my chest up in the air, but at least I can look in the mirror and be like, I didn't settle for a fatty. I listened to my doctors for once and, and stayed on a low-cal diet, stayed on a lower cholesterol meal plan setup. Because my buddy Rich, there's a while there where he was exclusively nailing fat chicks. Which, you know, to each his own. You know, big girls need love too. They're just not going to get any from me. Well, this guy was like talking about conquering. You'd hear him at work telling people about, you know, how much action he's been getting lately. And I'm just standing there being like, I know the real story. I know you're trying to fit in with the cool kids or whatnot. But if they do any kind of investigating, you'll be the laughing stock of the company, bro. But that's still light years better than this other guy at work. This guy's a prolific calorie consumer and a prolific liar. Like he keeps telling me about all these really hot chicks and he'll pull them up on the phone. And and it was the best one time. He pulled up he pulled up a picture. He's like, "Yeah, this was uh this was the girl I banged." I wow, look how hot this girl is. But wait, she looks kind of familiar. Where have I seen her before? Maybe it was on his Facebook. Maybe this was a friends you know type of suggestion based on his friends list. Oh wait, no, it's not. Her face was on one of these, you know, side banners on on a website. Like, you know the type. Whenever you go to one of these websites to to stream a show because for whatever reason, Netflix doesn't have it. So you just suck it up and deal with the malware. And these banners. This girl wasn't one of the banners. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me, bro? And it wasn't just the one time. It's happened a bunch of times. And apparently one time, one of the girls from work... She asked them to come out and, you know, go for drinks with us because we all used to do that back in my drinking days. And he was like, oh, no, uh, sorry, I can't do it. I've got a hot date tonight. And, you know, women are nosy. So, so, of course, she interrogated him, asked him a bunch of questions. And then finally, he couldn't bullshit long enough. He's like, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm just actually just going to go home and play video games. When I heard that story, I laughed for three minutes consecutively. I'm like, of course you are. Of course that's what he was doing. Like, do you know how bad you look right now? Because those are polar opposites. One of these scenarios makes you a bonafide stud. Because the girl that was asking, she's pretty attractive. So you're going to tell a hot girl who wants to hang out with you, uh, yeah, no, uh, you can bite me. I got this hot date with an even hotter girl. That's a stud move. That's a move that's not in my future. Wasn't in my past, not going to be in my future. But unfortunately for him, his reality was quite the opposite. His reality was the absolute embodiment of the term dud. And speaking about hot girls from work... I was having a conversation with my buddy Natasha the other day. I've gotten to know her pretty well over the past like two or three years to the point where, you know, people see us at work talking and being as close as we are and they'll talk to me afterwards like, so what's the deal with you and Natasha? Uh, uh nothing. I mean, what? What do you mean? You two, uh, you two together or what? I'm like, no, that's a good buddy of mine. Like you should, you should date her. You should try to date her. I was like, mm, nah, not at this point. Like, when I first met her, 
I kid you not, like the, her eyes like captivated me. I've told this story before. I almost pushed someone out of the way to go talk to her. I was down when we first met her. But I would say that attraction lasted like top six months. And at this point in the game, zero interest of that ilk for sure. And if there was any doubt in me, let's say there was 1% of interest before this latest conversation... Yeah, also my other, I think for the most part, it's been like my dude buddies. They've all been like, man, you should date her. You should try to date her. I'm like, no, are you out of your mind? I try to, well, I don't really try to challenge myself. But if anything I do in life remotely resembles challenging myself, they're probably all within the realm of possibility. These are all realistic goals, I would like to think. Like I have a daily... I don't know, certainly not wish, I don't even know about goal, but a certain, more like a daily interest of not dying of a heart attack. I mean, if it happens, it happens, it better kill me. I better not end up like paralyzed or or even worse off than I am now. But for the most part, that's pretty attainable. Like today, I had like three quarters of a pizza left over from last night's dinner. I only had like four slices. I'm gonna look at that. Look at me taking care of my cardiac health. These are small, attainable, achievable goals that I'm setting for myself. Aiming for a girl like Natasha, A, I'm not interested, and B, even if I were, come on, I'm setting myself up for defeat. And I already never win. I always lose. And I get the same response every time I tell people, no, I'm not interested in her. Are you freaking crazy, man? You're lying to us right now. I'm like, no, I'm not the other guy with the hot dates. Now, I would never try to date Natasha because she's a girl who's A, got her shit together, B, has expectations in life, and C, one of those expectations, I suspect, is that her man has her his shit together as well. And she's not to like an obnoxious amount, but she is one of these girls who has an opinion, will let you know about her opinion, and might even argue her opinion against yours. That's a deal breaker for me. I can't, I can't have someone who who cares so much about stuff, who cares about anything, really. I need me a docile bitch. I need, like, a female, attractive version of myself who's way less shallow than me, of course. I need someone who's, I guess, not like me in any way, shape, or form. I I take back the female version of me. I suppose, no, that's not true. She has to kind of be like me in the sense that very little matters to her. There's nothing on her radar, Like, I mean, that would have to be the case. If she's interested in me, she's got to, like, not care about very much. Like, never mind a radar system. She can't even have a lighthouse system. She needs to be in the dark. I guess both figuratively and literally. Because in the dark, if you just hear this voice, it's like, man, this guy's a stud. This guy's handsome. All these girls would be like, of course I would make love to someone who sounds this good. And then when they turn on the light, they're like, ugh, I take that back. Is this a vomit bag? But as I was saying with Natasha, I would, for her sake, for my sake, I would not date her. I'm not interested at this point. The first like six months that I knew her, absolutely. But the more I get to know her, I'm like, yeah, we wouldn't be very compatible. And why I bring her up, as I was saying, we were having a conversation the other day. And let's say before this conversation, let's add 1% of interest, which I don't think I did. Pretty sure it was zero. But let's say I had 1% uh, a couple of weeks ago or whenever. Certainly up to a few days ago, but after the most recent conversation, I would definitely be at zero. Why? 
Yeah, because the other day, and I don't know how we got on the subject, but basically I'm just like, the dark side of the force is a wonderful place. I've saved you a kick-ass seat, something like that. And she's like, Kenny, I just came from church, so that's never going to happen. I'm like, wow, you're really not that open to my humor. But did that stop me? Did that change the course of the conversation to being a serious one? Of course not. I'm not serious about anything. Including the assisted suicide thing. I'm never going to go through with that. Don't be silly. I have a murder-suicide pact with one of my buddies from work. He's going to murder me, then murder himself. Hence, he's doing all the work. And then, like, not that long afterwards, I was like, you know what I was doing the other night? I was listening to some Shania Twain on Spotify. Because, man, that's the good stuff. Because that's when country was good. When it wasn't actually country. Kind of think of it, that is the only time country is good. Taylor Swift, Shania Twain. I would say their stuff is more rock than country and more pop than country. But it qualifies? Alright, then I love country. I have loved country. Doesn't matter, country girls don't love me no matter what I love of them. But I'm getting long on this story. Let me, let me finish it. I was like, so yeah, I was listening to some Shania Twain the other night. Then I started to feel something on the inside. I didn't much care for it. And she's like, Kenny, why are you so dead on the inside? And I'm like, it's payment to the Prince of Darkness. I thought we established this like three minutes ago. Like a real knee slapper, right? I'm like, that would kill on the Kenny Ho show. That would kill on any show. Well, maybe not like a Christian podcast, but anything else. That's getting some laughter from the audience. And does she laugh? Of course not. She gave me the proverbial, Kenny, don't even joke about things like that. And if I didn't know it before, I knew then. I'm like, I will never, ever date you. Because if your sense of humor is not on that level, if you're not, if you don't find me funny, A, you can bite me. But B, it'll just never work. Because it wouldn't even be about me at that point. It would be about what's in it for this other person. Because one of the guys in theater school, and I don't know why I remember this, but it stuck out to me because he was talking to us about relationships. And this guy didn't strike me as a stud, so I don't know why I took it on. But he was like, you know how when you're in relationships, you want to you wanna gain something from that relationship. You know, you want to take bits and pieces from everyone you date. They're supposed to make you better. At no point was he like, and you want to give back. You want to make other people better. But he was a douchebag, so I'm not surprised that's the, the frame of mind he was in. So for her, I'm like, you would get nothing out of this relationship. There would be no reason for her to date me because A, I ain't that handsome. Oh, we can, I'm just straight up homely. Second, I ain't got no money. I'm, and I'm basically at the point in my life where I'm like, holy shit, I'm never going to make any money now, am I? Because I have to believe those are the two things women like most in men. Good looks and money, or at least a career that will bring them money at some point down the line. But from what I understand, one of the three things is also funny. A good sense of humor. Usually it's money and good looks, but occasionally a good sense of humor lands you a pretty decent chick. And that's what I'm banking on. I'm banking on some sweet, beautiful girl someday being like, you know what, I have a pretty good career of my own. Or better yet, I come for money. Because in that scenario, old Kenny's going to be driving a Maserati. Or, or old Kenny's going to be able to hire someone to drive that Maserati because I can't drive. Because even in this hypothetical, I'm still afraid to drive. But I'm banking on someday 
Who knows, maybe like a Lily Collins who A, comes from money, and B, makes a lot of her own money, and C, has probably dated a lot of handsome douchebags in her day. She is like, you know what, I just want someone who's amazingly funny, but I'm willing to settle for old Kenny. I don't know, this is all hypothetical, I guess, but I would feel like if I'm in a relationship with a very attractive girl... Where the upside is, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hooking up with a 9 out of 10. But she hates my jokes. She thinks they're insensitive and of poor taste. Who knows, maybe in that situation, I'll still be confident. Well, not still confident as I am confident today. Because <laughs> Lord knows I don't have any. But in that scenario, I gotta imagine there's a chance I'm confident. But there probably wouldn't be a Kenny Ho show. Or at least it would be a very different Kenny Ho show. Where instead of coming on here and being like, let me just uh, let me just tell these stories and then set up a couple good jokes, it would just be a straight up brag fest. I'd be like, so the other day I was out with my hot girlfriend and we made out. It was wonderful. She smelled nice and her skin and lips were really soft. Or it'd be something like, so I was out with my size zero girlfriend the other day and I saw all these other chicks in booty shorts And they all have what we call in the business goat cheese ass. Whereas Lily, no cellulite to be seen anywhere. Damn, I wish this were my life. You laughed at goat cheese ass, didn't you? I could still be funny. And if this were to happen, I'd be happy too. I've been living a lie. I've been telling myself, well, if I were happy, I wouldn't be funny. But according to girls like Natasha, I'm not funny either. I think I've been going about this all wrong. Screw trying to be funny. I should try to be handsome, rich, and successful and get me a really hot girl. It'd still make for a great Kenny Ho show. There'd still be a couple good jokes and I'd have a permanent smile on my face. Let me just research how I can get handsome and successful. Give me one second. Oh no, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm good. Happiness is overrated. I hope you can't hear that in the background. Maybe I would have done something in post to make sure you don't hear anything in the background. But um, it's really annoying. The amount of the, the construction and, and uh, landscaping and bullshit that happens in this neighborhood. Like, I don't know if it's my building or a building next to it or whatever. They're all owned by the same guy at this point. Uh, the same company. It's such a crooked-ass company, these cats. Like, they do stuff like this. You know, they'll they'll mow the lawn, like, three times a week where I'm just like, guys, who gives a shit about that lawn? I think once a week is plenty. They'll do stuff like this, but the elevator is broken every other day. And I live up in the upper floors. Like, when you tell me the elevator is not working, you might as well be telling me your daily goal or interest of not getting a heart attack is about to get a real monkey wrench in it. You're going to have to climb. You're about to climb a shitload of stairs. And I'm also not one of these other people who, I don't know, probably not in great condition, but they're not like 700 pounds or missing a leg or something. Like, well, you could climb the stairs. But some of these cats are, are just hanging out in the lobby. I'm like, you do understand life is kind of short, right? Unless you're telling me you're some kind of immortal or something, life is finite. I'm not going to sit here for three or four hours and hope the elevator man shows up. 
Because I guess we're not paying them top dollars because they're never here right away. This company strikes me as one of these companies that are like, uh, how much is your usual rate? They're like, uh, like, you know, I don't know, 50 bucks an hour. It's like, well, can we give you 30? Like, you can send an intern. I'm like, not right away. It's, uh, why don't you come when you don't have any business whatsoever and we'll just, and this way you'll get something. I would not be surprised if that's how these cats operate because they're just so super crooked. Now, fortunately for me in Toronto, I think in Ontario, there's a rent cap for buildings pre like 1991 or something like that. And my building certainly qualifies as that. It's an old building, but there are exemptions to the cap. Like if they've done a bunch of work, they can apply to go above the cap. And you bet your ass this shitty company, they made sure they did that for this building. They did all kinds of cosmetic upgrades to this place. It was all done half-assed, believe me. There's plenty of issues with all the stuff they installed, but they technically did work so they could charge us more rent for it. And okay, indulge me for a second. Pick up your tinfoil hat for a second, or at least borrow one of my extras. But these guys, like, redid the balcony doors, and back in the day, the balconies had a screen on it so that you open one door. It's not automatically the outside. There's a screen there. You can open it up, let a cool breeze in, get some air circulating in your home without bees and mosquitoes and flies and shit coming into your place. They did away with that for two reasons. One, if you put a screen, a screen door, it's going to cost you more money, both in labor and material costs. But secondly... If you can't open your door in the summer, it's going to get real hot and stuffy. So your only other alternative is to turn on your air conditioner, which uses electricity, which costs money, which the building profits from it. So I'm not trying to say that the owner of this building or the owner of the company who owns the building is a conniving, scheming Jew. No, wait, that's exactly what I'm saying. I take that back. The owner of this company is a manipulative, lying, scheming, conniving Jew with a big crooked nose, probably. All right, on second thought, I will do a second episode. Part of me wants to make this a lost episode. A lot of ranting going on. But you know what? But you know what? If I operate like this, as I said, time is not infinite. And I'm probably at some point going to have to behave like a, an illegal immigrant have like six jobs once again so who knows at some point getting even one episode in a week might be difficult so why don't i take this opportunity let's build up the library let's get more content out there let's get you a couple more laughs per week by having a, a second episode even if it's a little ranty and all over the place Instead of just being like, no, I didn't like that. Let's scrap it. Because I've done that a lot. I have scrapped a lot of episodes. And if this show were to ever hit it big, like Patreon big, where I could be like, oh yeah, Patreon subscribers will get these bonus episodes, these The Lost episodes, including the infamous Tiffany Alvord hatchet job, which I'm pretty sure I have somewhere saved on my computer. Let that be the goal. Someday when I can sell out, when I can be on Patreon, you'll get to hear that. Unless during that time I'm also dating Tiffany Alvord, then you'll never get to hear that. I mean, I might as well say things like that. Because that probably goes hand in hand. If I'm successful enough to sell out, I'm probably going to be schmoozing and rubbing enough elbows with the elite in the world where, you know, I'll badger Tiffany Alvord enough until she goes out on a date with me. Or... 
puts me on a restraining order, which I will most definitely violate at some point. The restraining order, not her. I'm a gentleman. All right, that's it. That's episode 157, 157 of the old Kenny Ho Show in the books. I hope you had a good time. I'll talk to you in two minutes. Granted, I'll release these things like 48 to 72, maybe more hours than that apart. Until then, you take care of yourself. Lily Collins, I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles! Toodles!